Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman with you. It is another Mid-Michigan Matters. I have got Mercia Foster and Nora Hagen here with me from the Mount Pleasant Kiwanis Club. And first of all, Nora, what's your title exactly at the Kiwanis Club? I am past lieutenant governor. All right, and Nora, what would your part of me, and Mercia, what would your exact title be? I'm the president right now. Oh, we got the we got the, we got the president here with us. We better behave a little bit, huh, Nora? Right, right. <laughs> I always do. And now, how did the Kiwanis Club start? You know, like I said, this is something that's been around for a while. I know there were some big members that kind of got things going in the past, and similar to a Rotary Club or a Lions Club, this is also a worldwide organization, which gives you guys a, a ton of reach, a ton of benefits, a ton of uh, networking that you can use. Kind of talk about how it began here in Mount Pleasant. In Mount Pleasant. Can we talk about where it started originally? Yeah, do it, yeah. Detroit is the actual first place of Kiwanis, the birthplace, in 1915. And it was started by um, businessmen and quickly changed to serving children. Uh, It's now in 84 countries in the world. And we've been here in Mount Pleasant for 90 years. We just celebrated our anniversary in September. And what was that celebration like for you guys as members to, to know that it's been here impacting our community for 90 years? Well, I actually did a speech that day, and so I went in and did some research. And it was so phenomenal for me to see where the people came from and who was uh, actually started the club here in Mount Pleasant to where we have evolved to today. And so it was really nice, and we had a really good turnout from the community and other Kiwanis clubs. So. We had a great time. Where was the furthest Kiwanis Club member from? You guys remember? Just kind of a weird random question. Um, Did you have somebody come from like the Detroit area or anything? We had somebody come from Kalamazoo. Our right. current um, our current current governor came from Kalamazoo and her husband. And then I think we had some people from Flint area. All right. That, that, so that just talks about the, the connection that you guys all have together. And what makes your organization so strong is, you know, having all those connections that you guys can can use and you guys are all about serving the children of well I guess, talk a little bit about some of those members I guess first Nora who kind of got things rolling back in the day talk a little bit about how things started okay um well we had a lot of professional men um this was a men, man's organization um up until the 80s and we had a lot of professional men that started it um one of them was A.E. Butterfield and um the other one was uh J.E. Graham um they were very um influential in our community um so they were the ones that got the ball rolling i think and they started out i if i remember right it was about 75 members to begin with and so um it was quite an extensive club at the time yeah i can't imagine what those meetings would have been like 75 you know guys getting together back in the day and i'm going to read what you got on the back of a pamphlet here So I really think this kind of spells out what you guys are trying to do. Kids need adults who care. That's why people join Kiwanis Clubs. They're local groups of like-minded volunteers who make a difference. Friends, neighbors, anyone who loves serving together to change children's lives. In fact, Kiwanis are part of a global network of clubs and members who partner with each other and other organizations whose missions align with ours. All around the world and in communities like yours, Kiwanis International is serving the kids who need us most. Like I, I that just kind of spells it out there pretty perfectly. Who, who Was that you back on the back of the pamphlet there? I'm trying to give you the credit, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could take the credit, but no, no, no. I, I am a small part in this uh, 
big organization. Yeah, and for you guys serving the children of the world, what does that mean to you two? Um, it means we do whatever we can in our local communities. We contribute to funds that help children around the world and children in we support four children's hospitals in Michigan and their um, their programs to bring music to those children and help them to continue learning even while they're in the hospital. Um, and I think the step beyond that that we do as Kiwanians is that we have a Kiwanis family. So we not only help the children, but we teach children to help others. And we have groups in college, in high school, in middle school, and even in elementary school where we start service organizations for the kids, and then they learn to help other people and do leadership tasks. And, you know, I'm going to try and make you give, not necessarily an example, Nora, but what's it like when you see one of those kids that you guys help, you know, maybe a middle school or elementary kid, you know, going back and helping out another child because of something you guys have maybe taught them? I mean, it. there's nothing like it. To see uh, the next generation interested in helping the generation below them and not thinking about themselves or what they have to be doing or, you know, they, it, there's just nothing like it. It's just amazing to me. You make me, I'm doing the five days of Christmas right now. For anybody listening to this, we recorded this on uh, December 8th of 2023. Uh, Grace Furniture, I'm downtown Mount Pleasant. They've got a Santa's kindness ornament right now where kids can go to this ornament and they actually scan it and uploads a video and it'll tell kids like, hey, make sure you give everybody in the house a compliment today. Make sure you give everybody in the home a hug today. And it's one of those, man, we're, we're missing that kind of stuff right now in, in social media for better or for worse. It, it's going to be there. So it's important for things like that Santa's kindness ornament and really important for clubs like Kiwanis to be involved with youngsters to remind them that kindness still matters big time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a key club out at Beale City and one of their focuses on mental health week. And one of the things they do is they write cards, they post notes on lockers, and it's just a message of encouragement to each of their fellow students. And it has um, taken off. Like, they just love that. It, it's funny how that little thing c- can mean so much. I got a buddy who just ordered a hoodie, Jeremy Woodcock, online that I saw on the Facebook. He just got this in, and it says, I think you matter on the front. And then on the back it says, hey, who's ever walking behind me, I love you, from the person in front of you. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, all right, I kind of want to get one of those shirts. It sounds like it's kind of what you guys are trying to do at Kiwanis, isn't it? Absolutely. The, the little activities ripple out, and and what the kids are learning, even in the elementary schools, um, it just sticks with them, and then they continue through through our organization. They can continue elementary, junior high, high school, college, and then join the Kiwanis later on. So we're also hoping to spread Kiwanis that way. Life, try to make them lifetime members. Yes. there's and There are too many. I was a teacher for many years, and there are too many kids that when they want to do something good, and they so often want to do something good, but they're told you're too little. Your idea doesn't matter. It's not good enough. Wait till you get older. Exactly. So Kiwanis gives them the opportunity to do something now. And if I can just put in a plug for the K-Kids that we sponsor at Sacred Heart Elementary School, um, they just had a book drive, and they collected 1,188 books by involving their whole elementary school in contributing books. And, so and what, they're giving those to shelters in the community. That, that's what I was going to turn around and say, what's happening with those books? They're turning mm-hmm. around giving those shelters. That, that's just so, so quick. said, I needed some guys like you. Well, I guess maybe not so much in 
you know, elementary, middle school, but maybe I need some guys like you when I was in high school get, getting myself into trouble. And no, 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 parents tried to do everything they could. But And now as far as impacts, you know, you just talked a little bit about there's a flag project that you guys have going on. And I think that's something that people notice it right here directly in our community. Talk a little bit about that, Nora. Oh, sure. So four holidays of the year. What, what four holidays? Okay, that would be Flag Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and then um, Patriots Day, which is 9-11. Um, we post flags on Mission and Pickard Streets in front of businesses, and we do it um, according to the flag rules or laws. Or I don't know what protocol. You, protocol. Okay. So from sun up till sundown. So we make sure that they're taken down. If by chance it's a rainy day, we will not put them up. We wait and, and put them up on a different day, um, such as maybe Veterans Day or something like that, as opposed to. And they're just beautiful to, to look while you're driving down one of those um, streets, seeing flags fly on a special holiday, I think is, is really cool. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've all seen over the, you know, the past years or so. And it's cool for me. I, you know, I know now it's Kiwanis Club that's out there putting out those yeah. flags. And then wh- why do you guys put out the flags like that? What, what's that all about? Um, well, it's interesting. We started the project during um, COVID. So, a lot, a lot of things were not happening because of COVID, and that's when we started that program. Um, but it's also a fundraiser. We do it in conjunction with the businesses who want flags in front of their business. <clears throat> um, and so we raise funds to do some of our projects for kids that way. And now uh, what's it mean to go to a business and they're like, well, yeah, I want a flag out there. And yes, I will give money to your club as well. Well, not to mention, they'll say, I want five flags. I don't want just one. I want five. And then you go by their business and they've got, you know, I think we even have one that has nine flags out in front of their business. One that had ten. Yeah. And it's it's heartwarming. Not only are we paying respect to our country and veterans on those days, but we're also um, able to, I think, just adorn the streets and is there go, go, go even ahead, with the construction on Pickard this it's past still, summer? Still, still we still had them out there. Yeah. <laughs> and now, as far as something that's you know, I think the book drive was a really good example. I'm going to try and make you throw something else out there. What's another local thing that you guys have done with some kids here in the area recently that you guys can think of that warms your heart? And we have um, done dictionaries for all third graders in Isabella County. We've done that for years. So every third grader this year got a dictionary. Correct. Every year for, I think it's nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're listening and, to guys like me on the radio, they, they need them. <laughs> <laughs> we've given over 9,000 dictionaries in the, in the past 9, 10, 11 years that we've been doing that project. And, and that's one of those things that might seem like a small idea, but third grade is right about that age that you're going to start reading books where you're going to go, huh? What is that? It, having that dictionary right there, the knowledge that that's going to give them is going to go a really long way. So that, like I said, that's a really cool small thing that you guys are doing every single year, giving third graders dictionaries. And every third kid grade is when they County. teach dictionary skills. And now I know you guys are also a big part of the Stuff the Bus campaign every year for uh, yep. Grash at Isabella County with United Way trying to help all the teachers get what they need to get. Can you guys talk a little bit about why you do that? Absolutely. Again, it's touching a child's heart. It's touching uh, the children of our community. So that's our focus. And that's um, the things that we look to to donate to. And uh, Stuff the Bus is a great thing, a way to get things to our children. 
So absolutely, we enjoy uh, participating in that. And now the vacation draw you guys have going on. And so for people who don't know, and this may or may not be happening again. And we all know inflation. And so what you guys are trying to do is figure out the best way to raise some money through raffles. And what you guys have done in the past is this vacation draw. And so you're giving away a three-night Bahama cruise, a stay down in Miami South Beach, Cabo San Lucas, Traverse City, Las Vegas, all kinds of packages. And that's why people want to get involved with you guys, know what's going on with you guys, to get opportunities like this that's going to give somebody a sweet vacation and benefit kids here in our local community. And so if people want to get a hold of you guys, how do they go about doing so? Website is um, k01989.site.kiwanis.org. And I'm going to say if you Google Mount Pleasant Kiwanis Club, yeah. you'll, you'll probably be able to get it to pop up a little bit easier. But also, if somebody wants to go to one of your guys' meetings to kind of really find out what, what's going down and start to become a member, when do you guys meet? Where do you guys meet? We meet every Tuesday at noon at Cheers, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, and I imagine you don't have to be a member to come check out one of those meetings. Is there no, anyone's welcome to come and... Um, if they feel like uh, it's a good fit for them, we'll give them an application and they can become a member. All right. And now do you do, is there a background check or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we do have background checks. Well, well because you're working with children. Like, say, we're yeah. working with children. And so uh, Kiwanis International requires that any of us who work directly with the children have a background check. So we're a very safe organization. Yep. And now for you two personally, what's something you guys get out of being members of Kiwanis? I'm a retired teacher, so joining Kiwanis after I retired has given me a, a way to stay in touch with the kids and still work with them and, and see what they're doing, and it just gives me energy to be able to work with kids. How about you, Nora? Oh, I took on a key club advisor, so um, I enjoy going to their meetings and watching their minds get together and decide the best things for their organization, which is key club, to do for their community. And so it's a lot of fun to watch them build and grow. And hopefully we, we really hope that they move on and, and join like their college group and maybe eventually become Kiwanians. But just as long as they're serving their community, that's, that's our focus. So it's just, it's just fun to watch. I have to add that both key club and circle K, which is the college age, um, are the largest student-led service organizations in the world. That's pretty darn cool. And it all started in Detroit in 1915. That, that, that's Correct. the knowledge I got here about Kiwanis. It's and pretty Key darn Club cool. started in 1925. So Key Club has been around a long time. Almost going on, about going on 100 years. Huh? Yeah, right. it's coming up. Gosh, that just seems crazy. Thank you guys, Marcia and Nora, for joining me. Um, anything we missed? Anything we should touch on here? Meet, meet you guys at uh, Cheers on Tuesdays at noon. And there you go. I'm just going to say Google Mount Pleasant Kiwanis Club, and it'll yep. be a little bit we easier. We also oh. have a Facebook look page. look for us on Facebook. All yep. right, and I imagine yep. that's a good way to stay up to date on upcoming events you guys have and opportunities to get involved in what's going on with what you guys are doing with the kids. Cause we hope so. That's yep. what it is all about is helping the kids. That's what Kiwanis Club is all about. And we only hit a tip of the iceberg. There are a lot of things that we do on top of what we talked about. So, yeah, we would enjoy having people come to a meeting and – discussing that with we almost always have a guest speaker come in and speak with us so it's a kind of a nice 
a little helps, time helps to us keep up, up to date on community needs and uh, ways that we can help. Actually, yeah, so if there's a community member out there that I'll say knows some kids that could benefit from the Kiwanis Club, go to the one of the meetings on Tuesday, talk to you guys about it. Like I said, you guys want to get involved as much as you can helping out the children of the mid-Michigan community. We sure do. Absolutely. All right, Mercia and Nora, thank you guys so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for thank having you, us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.